You're at the Over or Under Show. I'm your host, Ed Henderson. And man, it's a crazy world we live in. It has no shortages of rabbit holes. I'm not scared of rabbit holes. If you're not scared of rabbit holes, this show is for you. Let's see if we can jump in one and make our way back to the top. Well, hello. You're on Over and Under. I'm your host, Edward Henderson. It is July 29th, 2022, and this is going to be a Friday Ramblings. I don't know what number. I think we're up to 19 or 20. I have to figure it out when I start doing the posting and the editing. But today we're going to be looking into just how different people of the right and the people of the left are when they are talking about some of the current events and topics that are going around today. And I've just been really, really busy. We're going to uh, look into that. I'm sorry I don't have something a little bit better prepared for you, but I've been so busy. I think I shared with you in one of the other podcasts I've been working, trying to get my son's townhome ready for him to move into. We uh, did some sheetrock work and replaced the baseboards, got it painted up, had a friend redo the shower. It looks awesome. And he moved in a couple of nights ago. And then last week, I was vacationing at the Isle of Palms and uh, beautiful Charleston. If you've never been to Charleston, highly recommend it. Great restaurants and my favorite part of Charleston, of course, is the historic district. We're talking about Market Street and Broad Street. Just love, love the feel of it. You truly are stepping into the past and to look at some of those graveyards and realize people died before this was even a country. I mean, it's been there a long time and just just full of history and love it. And the Isle of Palms, absolutely gorgeous, beautiful. The beach is incredible. Thank you to the friends that made the house available. I really, really needed it. My body was hurting. I don't think I had a bone in my body that wasn't aching. Did, did some uh, convalescing down there and feel much better. So thank you so much. What a wonderful opportunity. And I so greatly, greatly appreciate it. Something else I wanted to share with you. Hey, the listenership is growing, man. I'm excited about it. Let me share an email that I got. This is from uh, Carlos. He's from podstatus.com. He said, hello, how's it going? Hope all is well. I have some cool information that might interest you. Your podcast over and under has good performance in Apple podcast rankings last 30 days. Uh, Position number 203 in the category of society and culture. This data is provided by podstatus.com. Happy podcasting. Carlos from Podstatus. Well, thank you very much, Carlos. And I'm honored, very honored to be at 203. I was vacationing in uh, Costa Rica back in February. Just shared the show with a couple people around the pool, and evidently it, it took off. And I mean, I'm very grateful for my Hispanic listeners. Let me see if I can say thank you in my horrible Spanish. Um, amo a mis oyentes en Costa Rica y Puerto Rico. Realmente aprecio que los escuchen y me siento honrado de estar en el 203 en el podcasting de la sociedad en la cultura. Hope y'all could understand that. What I was just again just saying, I really do appreciate my listeners in Costa Rica and Puerto Rico. Very honored. And uh, hey, just uh, just hang in here with me and uh, listen to some of the other podcasts. Tell your friends about it. Share it with them. And again, just thank you very much. Okay, so back to the topic today or what we're mainly going to be talking about was I was on Facebook and I came across this uh, posting and it's a picture of a young lady. She's wearing a mask and she's reading the book 1984, which you probably have noticed I refer to a lot because I think we're living in 1984 right now. So while the lady is riding the bus, wearing her mask, reading the book 1984, there's a caption also with it that says, 
The question is, how far into the book will she get before she wakes up and removes the mask? And so that was the touch point and the ignitement point, which uh, ignited the conversation between me and three lefties. I just want to share that conversation with you. Before, before I get into it, let me share some uh, quotes from 1984. Just keep in your mind that picture that I just shared with you, the woman wearing the mask, reading the book 1984, and the question being posed, I wonder, will she take the mask off when she wakes up? But here's some quotes from 1984. It says, Every record has been destroyed or falsified. Every book rewritten. Every picture has been repainted. Every statue and street has been renamed. Every date has been altered. And the process is continuing day by day and minute by minute. History has stopped. You know, that's, that's very relevant today, right? Um, they're trying to change dates. Uh, the country was no longer founded in 1776. It was founded in 1619, or some people are trying to teach that crap. And uh, our statues are being removed. Every statue from Robert E. Lee to Frederick Douglass are being taken. It's like our whole history is being erased or altered in some crazy way. The next quote I wanted to share with you, who controls the past controls the future. Who controls the present controls the past. Is that not true? And you've got a power. I don't know if they are the overwhelming power or the superior power, but there's definitely a movement in this country and I think across the world in trying to falsify the history as we have known it. The next thing I want to share with you from 1984, this is Winston speaking with himself or thinking to himself, and it goes, What can you do, thought Winston, against the lunatic who is more intelligent than yourself, who gives your arguments a fair hearing and simply persists in his lunacy? Now, I don't know about you. I get into conversations with some very highly educated people. I watch and listen to some very highly credentialed people. I'm talking about professors and doctors and uh, their, their credentials are impressive, but they are pushing this incredibly crazy stuff that, you know, I mean, you don't have to have a doctor to know what water is. You don't have to be some type of Ph.D. to know what a woman is, what a child is, what a man is. But evidently you do, uh, because otherwise you're not going to be able to see this kind of stuff. I would offer to you that they are not receiving an education. They are being indoctrinated very much like the protagonist, Winston Smith, in the book 1984. Returning to quotes from 1984, the party told you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. It was their final most essential command. His heart sank as he thought of the enormous power arrayed against him, the ease with which any party intellectual would overthrow him in a debate, the subtle arguments which he would not be able to understand, much less answer, and yet he was in the right. They were wrong. He was right. I mean, that's the way I feel, people, so many times. I, I can't even believe some of the arguments. Sometimes I don't even understand the question or why the obvious is even being questioned. I mean, is absolutely ridiculous. Okay, so back to the posting and the caption. Young lady on a bus, uh, reading 1984, wearing a mask, and the, being asked, will she take the mask off when she wakes up? And I responded to it with a comment. It says, a couple of days ago, they were redefining what a recession is. 
people about not being able to find what a woman is or that men can have abortions and give birth is all there is to the silly reindeer games that they're trying to play. You see, you must understand that 2 plus 2 equals 5, then all this will make sense. That was my response. And then we got off on totally what is a woman, which has been a big, big, big topic here lately. You might have heard of Matt Walsh's uh, program that he came up with called What is a Woman? I haven't had the opportunity to see it. I don't want to come off the hip to buy a subscription so I can see it, but hopefully I'll be able to see it. Matt Walsh is absolute genius, incredible on commentary, and I'm sure he just knocked it out of the ballpark. But just how smart do you have to be when you're trying to defend what a woman is? I mean, the people who are asking that question have a much higher hill to overcome than the person who truly understands what a woman is. So anyhow, a delightful gentleman named Brad responding to me said, uh, So just one part of your nonsense. Please define a woman for everyone. A definition that will stand up, please. So, I, I felt like this was in my wheelhouse. I felt comfortable identifying what a woman is. I thought my high school education was good enough to handle this one. Don't know how educated Brad was. So, but anyhow, I felt comfortable. So, this was my response to Brad. I said, Brad, well, your mom was the female. If you had two dads, she was the one that gave you birth. Uh, she was the one that did not have a penis. They have two X chromosomes whereas the male has one X and a Y chromosome. They are further distinguished by being able to feed the child with what some people call a tit. It is something so obvious that archaeologists can determine a male from a female a thousand years after they die. It has been known to mankind for some time. Hope this helped you, and uh, if you need any more of an explanation or more definition, there's plenty of resources out there that will provide you. A more detailed explanation. Now, I was, I was, I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was nailed. I thought that was done, but no, 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 no. So Brad comes back and he says, hey, all you did was define a female. Okay, well, I think that's nitpicking, but okay, so he's got me a little bit. So I go to the Oxford Dictionary. At first, I thought they had adopted some version of a woman that was uh, put out 15 minutes ago, but they simply amended some references uh, that feminists found offensive or could be considered sexist. Incredibly, they kept the word bitch, sorry mom, as a synonym, but go on to explain it's a derogatory way to describe a woman. For the purpose of this discussion, the Oxford Dictionary still defines a woman as an adult female. So as you can see, I felt like I nailed it the first time that I addressed him. I just forgot to say that it is an adult adult female because the Oxford Dictionary defines a woman as an adult female, which I, again, just, I thought that pretty much covered it. So there we go. I had the Oxford Dictionary on my side and I go back to Brad. So Brad says, a uh, good one, good one, going to the dictionary. However, an adult female is not very precise. When does a female become an adult? Menstruation, 18, 21. The point is uh, there's no definitive answer that defines what a woman is. When someone becomes a woman, and in legal terms, that is what Judge Jackson was being asked. It was a stupid gotcha question. You think it's so simple, and in the Oxford Dictionary sense it is, but in a legal sense it's not. 
So now I'm starting to get the feel that Bradley is pushing the goalpost on me. I think I kicked it through the uprights, but he's moving the goalpost back. You know, he's, he's admitting that the Oxford Dictionary uh, describes it that way. And now it's moved into a legal sense. I don't even know. I'm not too sure how I'm going to handle this now. So he's got it into the arena of uh, a legality. But if I was a lawyer and I was fielding this in a court of law, I would go to historical references. I would definitely go to the Oxford Dictionary, supposed to be the Dictionary of English and the uh, authority over our language, how it's developed. And if anything changed, it hasn't even changed or caught up with the people of 15 minutes ago that are trying to redefine it. So I think it would hold up in a court of law. So again, I guess Brad feels like he block my punt so I go back to huddle I think about it a little bit and clap our hands we go back to the line I'm going to attempt it again my response to Brad is this if there is no precise way to identify what a woman is there are people and doctors even who are going through some exhaustive word olympics and medical procedures to become the gender and the sex that they identify this would indicate that they feel that there's a definition of what a woman is as for Supreme Court Justice Jackson, not being able to identify what a woman is after being one for over 50 years, that is bizarre. We are becoming a dystopian society, which brings us all the way back to my original post that you responded to. Once you rationalize that 2 plus 2 equals 5, you can rationalize anything. In 1984, maybe what they should have done to Winston was not get him to admit that 2 plus 2 equals 5, but that a woman is a man. If I don't respond anymore, it is simply because I have no more to say on the matter. Hope you have a good day. And I did sincerely wish him a happy uh, or a good day. No ill feelings here. But then he responded back, no need to respond. You obviously do not understand that defining a woman for all women to fit in legal terms is nebulous at best. Not even sure what the meaning of nebulous is. I'll look that up. Uh, sure, we can take one person and decide she is a woman, but some instances are not definitive. Age, maturity, mental, sexual factor into it. Again, he, reaffirm, he reaffirms that the question to Judge Jackson was a gotcha question. But if they got her on that question, that's her bad. Jeez, I mean, how? how if, I would hope that would be the kind of questions I would... Uh, have to field if I was getting ready to get the, the career of my lifetime. I, I wish that was the questions I would get. Then he says, apparently, Ohio thinks a 10-year-old can be a woman. No idea what he was referring to there, people, but I don't know why Ohio would think that a 10-year-old could be a woman. I don't even know how it relates to our conversation. And he goes on to say that in the Stone Age, my definition could be accepted. Now, I was going to leave it right there, but he just called me a caveman, right? Because he's, he's saying that anybody in the Stone Age would accept uh, my definition. So I had, I had to respond, right? So my response was a simple little play. You remember the old Geico commercial, even a caveman could do it. So I responded back to him. I said, well, um, yeah, it's just so easy that even a caveman could understand it or do it. And then out of nowhere... Both me and Brad get a curveball. So this uh, this woman who identifies herself as King Krung, I don't even know what that means. King Krung is what she identifies herself as. And she simply posts this. Adult, stage of life, human, dash, species, female, 
dash produces eggs. The age can be argued, but I would say when old enough to give birth, this is the definition of a woman. So I naturally think that she's supporting my argument. Looking at some of Brad's response, I think he's believing that his argument is being in attacked. So I respond to her. I, I tell her how very impressed I am because it dawns on me that this woman has just uh, answered Brad's question uh, with one word to every one of my 20 or 40 words. And so I, I text her back and just tell her just how impressive that was. And then she, she responds back to me. She says, I'm not supporting your argument. Uh, you're the silly one here. And I was like, well, I don't care. I'm going to use your argument anyway. I mean, that's pretty solid right there. So I will, I will be using her argument along with some of the other things that you heard in the, in the prior part of this podcast. But that's, that's pretty solid right there. It's really kind of hard to argue. And then she comes back and she says, well, I don't know why everybody's just asking what a woman is. Why are they not asking what a man is? And, you know, uh, I take it back and I said, well, they really are. If you stop to think about it, they're talking about men being able to have abortions and uh, men being able to give birth. And I think they're even saying that men can actually breastfeed uh, children. That is ridiculous. And let me just say it one more time. And don't be mistaken. There's no nuance to what I'm trying to say. A man cannot give birth to a baby. A man cannot have an abortion, period. So that was the last that I heard from uh, King Crunch. And then uh, this uh, guy pops up this morning. His name is Kelvin Walker. And uh, this is what he says. People redefine things all the time as things called progress happens. He's being condescending to me as if I can't progress with the world. <laughs> and then he said, it's got nothing to do with intelligence and everything to do with our knowledge and awareness as society is expanding and adapting. You may prefer to keep things simple, but the truth is that simple answers are often wrong. And my response to Mr. Walker was, and Kelvin, Many times, people jump through some incredibly complicated and strained reasoning to obfuscate reality. So sometimes the simple explanation is the right one, which you have gathered is mine in this discussion. So there you are, people, a conversation between one conservative and, I would say, three progressives. I don't know how they identify. I have no clue. I would say people who really are very very conflicted when it comes to reality. I really do not know if they truly believe this, believe it is the trendy thing to do to look at things that are obvious facts and then try to make everybody think that uh, it is something other than what it was. Kind of like that story, and I know y'all are probably getting sick of me referring to it, but that kid, uh, when the king was coming down the street saying that, uh, he didn't have any clothes on. I feel like that kid so often being the one to say, hey, the, the, the king has no clothes on. Now, in that story, as once the little kid steps up and, and states the obvious, that all, all the heavy-hitting intellectuals, the wealthy and the most educated people have said that the king has the most beautiful clothes on, after that one little kid says that, as the story goes, as Hans Christian Andersen uh, wrote it, the rest of the crowd started saying, hey, the kid is right. That is not so often my experience. Usually when I'm in a crowd, 
even the people that I think that should be supporting me, they get real quiet. Nobody even jumped in on this conversation to help me out a little bit, which, you know, uh, in a in a discussion like this, I, I was getting ready to refer to it as a fight. It wasn't no fight. I, I, I wish these people well. I hope they uh, have a very good, prosperous life, that they do well and that they're happy. But I would have to say that they're very conflicted. They're very confusing people to talk to. But I'm going to assume the best of them. For the sake of the show, I was just trying to show you just how different the mind of the people who are of a conservative mindset and these people who supposedly call themselves uh, people of the left, progressives. And it doesn't look progressive. How can it be progressive to adhere to untruths? And I'm being kind. I want to say lie, but I said untruths. And what kind of indoctrination did they go to? I went back and asked them, and I'll, I'll probably keep this... Uh, to myself, because I, I inquired a little bit more, and uh, I tried to keep it on a very friendly level, and it was. We we did, I, especially me and Brad, as we uh, departed. I felt like it was on uh, on a friendly level, but I did ask all of them to uh, share with me a little bit about where they're from, why they think like they do. It was it was enlightening somewhat. I guess I can see uh, why they think like they do, but they are still. They're still, and you can tell by the conversations between me and them, just how conflicted they were with reality. So let me, uh, let me give you this little tip. When you are talking to people on the left, get ready for them to be very condescending to you. Try to play it off. I mean, if you can't come back with something that's uh, just a little, little glib, little friendly, that it can't be mistaken as being hostile, don't, don't respond in kind. Uh, because as long as you're talking, you're communicating. And I've always looked at it this way. When a boxer is boxing, he really is connecting good. I mean, he's been doing this for a while. He can tell if he made a good connection. He can look at his fighter and tell if he rang his bell a little bit. And when that other fighter starts talking about, hey, he starts talking messy, I didn't feel it, is that the best you got? You hit like your grandma. That boxer even now knows even more he hurt him uh, more than he could have possibly known just looking at him physically because he knows he's trying to cover up. And that's the way I look at it uh, when uh, I'm talking to somebody like that. And they start using words like homophobe or you're ignorant, you don't have any education. You see, they're, not, they're no longer attacking my message. And so that's when I'm like, okay, you're, you're leaking a little bit, you're bleeding a little bit, you, you have nothing. So... Uh, be graceful. Keep the uh, keep the conversation going if you can, because that's how you get people to think differently. I'm always open to changing my mind, but as I've always said, you're going to have to present me something much better and solid than what I've already got. And the people of 15 minutes ago, and the people of 15 minutes ago, are the people who are always trying to redefine things that has been known throughout the history of mankind and presented to you in a way that it has always been that way and it's not people they are deceiving you i think that the people who are pushing this agenda know that it's lie i think it's just like in 1984 the party knew what the truth was they indoctrinated people who weren't really sure or actually brainwashed did not know what the truth was they thought they had the truth but they had an altered truth they bought into it, hook, line, and sinker. 
So if you're going to start changing minds, you're going to have to be able to talk to these people. You're going to have to you're going to have to be able to embrace the crazy. I would uh, I would recommend that you go back and listen to the podcast I did on postmodernity. It's it's a it's a little bit heady. I had to read it two or three times because it really is hard to embrace the absurdity of the progressives, the leftists, and in particular the postmodernists because they are trying to obfuscate the the truth. They're trying to change history. They are very much like what Winston Smith in the book 1984 had to contend with. So if you're going to start wrapping your brain around this nonsense and you want to try to understand the people of the left, you're going to have to try your very best to embrace postmodernity. And I can promise you, you're probably very familiar with art, postmodernist art and abstract. Picasso would be, I think, an example of postmodernist art. And uh, just as crazy abstract as that art is, so is their way of thinking. They are going about a way of rearranging reality, trying to make sense of these things that make absolutely no sense. I'll simply say that if you can convince people that 2 plus 2 equals 5 and that a woman is a man and a man is a woman, you can control them. You, you've got them. You own them. There's nothing that you can't tell them that is true. They will not fight it. Uh, and if you do try to fight it, they're going to probably start to bring some kind of pressures on you. I will share something as we're ending the uh, coming to the end of this podcast is uh, another trend that is pretty incredible when you think about it is the all these teachers that are coming out and pushing all this transgenderism, uh, all the different genders there are trying to sexualize these kids and educate them. And if that's not disturbing enough, it is their message to these kids that, hey, keep this between me and you. Uh, your parents would never understand this. Yeah, this, this is important that you don't let this get out. I mean, I don't know about you, but that sounds like the, like the talk of a pedophile or a groomer because that's what they would do, right, when they're trying to have these inappropriate or trying to cultivate this inappropriate relationship between teacher and student by telling them things like, hey, you know, hey, you don't want this to get out. Somebody could get hurt. I'd hate for something to happen to your parents. I'd hate something to happen to you. It would not be a good thing for your parents to know what is being said in this classroom. Now, why do they take to things like TikTok to put it on the air? I don't know. Maybe they do believe that it is safe to come out with this stuff, that uh, they're protected by their school systems. And I happen to have a little bit of insight. Let me just say that it is uh, very prevalent. And I believe the systems are actually supporting this. Be on the lookout. You need to get into the schools, find out what those teachers are telling your children. And uh, you need to you need to get that very clear with your children that any time, any adult, because no self-respecting teacher would ever make that comment to a student, many of them, many of them are parents themselves. They would not appreciate a teacher 
approaching their child, telling them, say, hey, there's this thing that we got to keep between you and me because that, that parent, that mom or that dad, they just would not understand. That is scary, people. That is, uh, that is the work of the Nazis. That's the, that's the work of the Stalinists, the Leninists. They're, they're, that is brainwashing. And if the teachers are teaching your kids that the general parents are going to be concerned about, you've got a real problem with your school system. So you might want to stop what you're doing and start going to some school board meetings, uh, be involved with your school, get to know your teacher, look around on those classroom walls. I've said it in another podcast, if everything in that classroom is about that uh, teacher and she is projecting what her sexuality is, what her politics are, that classroom ain't about your kid. That is about indoctrination. That is that teacher who has uh, an agenda, which is much more important than education. She looks at it or he looks at it as a way to indoctrinate your kid. That's what that is all about. Okay, well, I hope you find some value in this podcast. Um, If you liked what you heard, please start following the podcast. And uh, like I said, I just didn't want another week to go by and didn't uh, didn't spend some time with you and shared some thoughts with you. Hope you enjoyed the uh, little conversation that I shared with my friends on Facebook. If you happen to list my podcast and you are one of those people that were involved in that conversation, thank you so much for uh, helping me with the podcast because I was really coming towards the end of the week, didn't have anything. I did find that conversation very fascinating. Uh, Maybe we can talk a little bit further about it. Maybe I can, uh, when I figure out how to have guests and uh, take phone calls and put in my podcast, I might even be reaching out to you to see if you want to do something live with me. Maybe, Maybe I didn't put your position like you wanted it to. I did read it word for word, though, the best I could. Again, I'm just going to go ahead and call it right there. I hope you have an awesome weekend. Thank you so much for uh, giving me another 30 minutes of your time. I'm out like a scout. God bless you. Until we get back together again on Over and Under, take care now. Bye.